0: Thank you so much for being here at a 9 a.m. service. Glad you're you're here. April, what a great word. Man. Strategy. Accountability. Start small. Man, that's so good. I I love to be a part of a community where you don't have to pick following Jesus or following your passions. That God's... God, we believe that God wants you. He placed those in you. The Bible says he gives us the desires of our heart. And when you're, when you're born, he mixed you up with those desires and passions in you. If this is your first time with us, we want to say once again, we're glad you're here. Make yourself at home. Make sure you hang out afterwards. We want to get to know you. Uh, I promise you, if you can put up with my preaching and then you can meet nice people afterwards, you're going to understand why we love our church so much, all right? Meet, meet some folks, get some coffee afterwards and, and get to know. Speaking of getting to know people, uh, gatherings are a big part of our church and, and uh, those that session of gatherings has just come to a close for most of our gatherings. But this summer, we're doing something we've done for the past three summers and they're called meetups. So we have meetups that happen all through, all through the summer and there's all kinds. There's f- for, for, uh, for couples, there's some for families, there's some for youth. Uh, for college age, there's a lot that's going on. This is a great opportunity for you to meet some folks, get connected, uh, get to know people for the first time, or get to know people better. And you can go to thehillsnashville.com, backslash meetups. And is it a backslash or a slash? Which one is it? I always get mixed up. Forward? It's not back. Forward slash? Is that a forward slash? Okay, forward. All right. So, yes. Uh, leaning this way slash. Okay, that one. Uh, <laughs> Meetups, and there's a whole list, and then we're adding more to those as we go along. So, I want to encourage every single person to be a part of a meetup or multiple meetups, and there's a couple of them that are happening multiple times in June and July. So, everybody say meetups. meet-ups. Won't you be a part of that? All right, you ready for the word today? Yes. How about this area? This section, y'all good? All right, just checking. How about over there? Y'all ready? All right. Ready for the word. Yeah, my wife said, oh, yes, I am. Okay. (laughs) The kingdom. We're talking about the kingdom. God desires for his followers to be more than just followers of him. He desires for us to be ambassadors for his kingdom. And every kingdom has its own culture, just like every country has its own culture. And every part of the city has its own culture. Amen? East Nashville, different than West Nashville, right? Right? Mm-hmm, Brentwood, different than Bellevue, right? It's a different culture. It's the same thing when it happens with the kingdom of God. There's different cultures. And, and so when we talk about being an ambassador, we're we're representatives of the culture of the kingdom of heaven. And we talk about culture, we're talking about three things, the laws, the languages, and the currency. And we've been talking for several weeks about the currency of the kingdom of heaven. The currency of the kingdom of heaven is giving. So if you have not been here, you can start your notes off by saying that. Just write that down. The currency of the kingdom is giving. God gave, and as his children, he wants us to be givers as well. And now if that doesn't come natural for you, you need to go back and listen to the last few weeks where we've talked about what it takes to take a taker and turn him into a giver. And so get into that. There's a revelation, revelations that need to happen for us. Last week, I touched on Matthew 16 and 24. I didn't touch on it. We spent some time in it. And it says this, then Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross and follow me. Following Jesus calls for us to number one, give up our life. Give up our way. One translation says, deny yourself. Everybody say, deny. That word deny in the original language means to disown. So Jesus said, if you want to follow me, it starts with this. You have to disown yourself. How many have ever wanted to disown someone? How many would say it's hard to disown yourself though? It is. But that's what Jesus said. This is how it starts. You've got to have a funeral for the old you and walk away. You disown yourself and you move on. Then he said the next thing you do, you're not just giving some things up, but I'm asking you to take something on. Give up your way of life. Take up your cross. And a couple of points that we had last week that I feel, I feel to reiterate today because some of you weren't here and then a lot of us just have ADD and we forget as soon as we walk out the door what was said. Take up your cross. First of all, the cross was heavy. Our walk with God is supposed to be significant. Our relationship with Jesus is not something you can just grab and put in your pocket and carry around or hang it around your neck. Our relationship and walk with God needs to be something that we notice. And that other people notice. It's heavy. It's significant. Even Jesus stumbled under the weight of his cross. So there's something about this image. Is your walk with God significant? Is your relationship with God something that people notice? That you wake up and notice? That's what the symbolic of the cross. The cross was also uncomfortable and inconvenient and unpopular. It was not the way we see it now. Like I said, you just hang it around your neck and put it on a wall. It—it it was a curse. Nobody wanted to talk about the cross. You're, the Bible says, "Cursed is anyone who hangs on a tree." That, that's the—that's what it was in those days. And and I think sometimes that we begin to think that our walk with God, this Christian thing, is supposed to be easy and popular. And now that Christian folks have millions of followers on Instagram, and suddenly it's like, okay, this is a thing. Here's the deal: Does are we to a place that it's just so easy for us that we just take it for granted? And sometimes it's supposed to be inconvenient and unpopular. And I had to make that decision several weeks ago as I was in, 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 in spending some time with some unbelievers and, and having fun and laughing and, and doing my best to be a junction and be in a bridge and all of a sudden it crossed a line. Yeah. And they started talking about my Savior. They started making fun of my, my King. And that's when something kicked in, you know. It's like, all right. Now this is where it said it became unpopular. It got awkward, you know. How many know I'm talking about? But that's okay. That's what the. That's what following... Anybody, are you still with me today? All right. And then lastly, the cross brought death, which takes you right back to where we were. He finishes out Matthew 16, 25 by saying, if you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. We're called to give up our lives. And then lastly, he says... You want to be my, if, you want to, if you want to be my follower, if you want to join me, if you want to be my disciple, then things are going to happen. One, you've got to lay down your life, you got to take up the cross, and then you've got to follow me. Now look at me. I think many times we try to do number three without doing one and two. It's hard to be a follower of Jesus if you're still hanging on to your life and not taking up your cross. Start there. Give up your life. Take up our cross, and then all of a sudden you have this following him starts being a, not easy, but it's simple. We were talking the other day with, with Evan, our son. Evan, uh, both boys play basketball, and, and he and I were talking about basketball. I said, it's just, a, it's just an easy game. Evan, you just take the ball, you put it through the hoop. All right, it's an easy game. He said, Dad, it's not an easy game. It's a simple game. Oh, I see what you did there. The same thing with our walk with God. It's not always easy, but it is simple. Yes. Deny yourself, take up your cross, follow Him. How do I do this? By having a revelation that it's not my life anyway. Look at your neighbor and say, it's not your life anyway. Come on, you know you want to tell them that for a while. Look at your neighbor and tell, get an attitude. It's not your life anyway. <laughs> Look, Galatians 2 and 20, my old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. It's not my life. Romans 6 and 4, for we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Look at me. He gave his life for us. Then he gave his life to us. And now I am only living because of the light that he has given me. So what do I do with that life? I'm supposed to live it for him. Did you get that? He gave his life for me, gave life to me, and now I take the light that he's given me and I live it for him. We've been in this series for three months now. The kingdom series we 've been in for three months we're coming up on our fourteenth week of this series and and uh and, and that's for a lot of my friend pastor friends are like, what we do series for four or six weeks. I'm like, well, we do those two, but sometimes we get on one it's like God is speaking to us we 're going to roll with this thing for a while well uh, I actually it, when I pastored in Austin, I spoke on one chapter uh, in first and second Corinthians for a year, one chapter. For a year. I should be able to quote that thing, you would think, right? And then I spent about three months of that year on one verse. Look at this verse, 2 Corinthians 5.15. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And to have the revelation that the life that I live is supposed to be lived for him. Let me say something. I want you to, I want you to, I I know you've already heard April bring a great word, okay? And I know that I'm preaching really good right now. But I want you to really take this. I want you to let your ears, I want you to really turn your spiritual ears on. Open your heart. I want you to hear this statement. I've highlighted in yellow in my notes. I know it's very important for me to say it, okay? He did not die So that we would just go on living our lives. Jesus did not give his life. So that we would just go on living our life. Matter of fact. Christianity is not about us living a better life. Being a believer of Jesus. Is not about me being a better version of me. Matter of fact. There is no good me. I want you to have that revelation today. There's no good in me. Look at what Paul said in Romans 7, 18. For I know that nothing good dwells in me. That is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. John Ragsdale, there is no good in me. That is why it's important that I give up my life. We're talking about the currency of the kingdom is giving. And I think we go right to offering and we go right to tithes and we go right to serving. Let's not go there. Let's get what really matters. It's not about writing a check and giving money. It's about giving your life. We've been on this for three weeks because I want us to get this. It's about giving our life. Instead of preaching about all the stuff that we need to do, Let's talk about the thing that really matters. Because if we get that right, then we don't have to say, we need to take care of widows and orphans. We need to share your testimony. You need to invite people to God's house. You need to be tithing. You need to be serving. You need to stop sinning. We spend so much time talking about those things, right? Trying to figure out how do I quit doing that thing that I always do. You're not going to quit doing it. As long as it's you living your life. So let's talk about giving our life. That's what Jesus did. He didn't come give a token. He didn't come pay our light bill. He gave his life. So let's start there. And here's what I found. When I'm giving my life, then suddenly serving's not so hard. And giving's not so hard. And forgiving's not so hard. And inviting someone to sit with me at church is not so hard. And saying no to sin is not so hard. This is why Paul said in Romans 12 and 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Now, if you study what happened to the sacrifices in those days, they had no rights. They brought the sacrifice in. They cut it. They burned it up. There was nothing left there but ashes. There was nothing. Gone. And this is what Paul is saying. I beseech you or I implore you. I beat my chest. I tear my garments so much. I want you to get this, to give your bodies a living sacrifice to him. And then he ends it with this is the reasonable thing to do. <laughs> and see what he, that's where he, he said, this is where you start. You start here. It's a reasonable thing to do. Why is that reasonable? Because it's what our father did. He gave. It's what our Savior did. He gave. Write this down. Living is easier when you know why you're living. Amen? That's good. Giving is easier when you know why you're giving. It's just easier. It becomes, it's not this thing. It's like April said a moment ago. When you, when you start off, it's a discipline because you're trying to rewire your brain and rewire your thinking and get it off of you and onto him. It's a discipline. All of a sudden you have this revelation of how great God's love is. You have a relation, a revelation that it is not my life anyway. And then you have a revelation. I've got to lay my life down and that the life that is in me is him living through me. And then man, all the, everything starts clicking then. Then you start walking in abundance. I want, to help. I want to help us walk. How many want to live an abundant life? One, two, three, four. Come on. Can I just do a mediocre, mediocre? No. I, come on. I want an abundant life. How do I do it? We're talking about how to do it. The only way you can live an abundant life is to lay your life down. Everybody say it with me. Say, I've got to give up my life. No, no, no. Stop. Say, I get to give up my life. Oh, man that nice it's not just about giving up my life it's also the fact that Christ lives his life through me now this is the revelation I want us to get today because it can be heavy it can feel heavy giving up your life you know I got to give it all up I got to lay it down that's not the end result the end result is when I lay my life down he lives his life through me look at this Romans 8 and 9 it's on the screen but you are not controlled by your sinful nature. Everybody say, hallelujah. <laughs> you are controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. And remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to, them, to Him at all. And Christ lives within you, so even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. What? And you thought it was another Holy Spirit, right? Surely that can't be God in me, right? He, just, he gave me like a little weaker version of it. No, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, He will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living within you. That is what happened to you at salvation. When you gave your life to Jesus Christ, there was a quickening that happened in your body. How many of you remember that day that you gave your life to Jesus Christ? And there's this thing that clicks. That's what it is. The old man is dead. Now, whoop, here we go. There's something new living inside of you. But that's not the last time it happened. And many people read this scripture and they think it's talking about the great resurrection. When we all are in the dead in Christ arise rise and, and we all go to heaven. Right? The believers are going to heaven. And that's what this scripture, they'll, they'll say the same spirit is going to quicken your mortal bodies. As, as people Evans used to say on that great getting up morning, right? i <laughs> you ever heard that one before on that great getting up morning. Yeah. That's not just at salvation. And it's not just at the day when Jesus comes and takes us all home. It's also an everyday Thing. every single morning when I get up and I make a commitment okay God this is not my day it's your day this is not my life it's your life I'm laying me down as soon as I do that he quickens my mortal body and now I'm walking around controlled and empowered by the Holy Spirit now if you don't feel that way then that means you have not laid your life down. Because as soon as you lay your life down and say, it's not mine, he's going to quicken you and you're going to start walking in the Spirit. That's why Paul said, don't walk in the flesh, walk in the Spirit. Man, I'm preaching today. Uh, Because I had to shorten it, that's why. Now that's abundant life, amen? And that's how the Scripture is fulfilled when Jesus said in John 14 and 12, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater because I'm going to be with my Father. Now, I want you to look at that. Has this scripture given anybody anguish but me? I read that scripture and I say, wait a minute. Jesus said that I was going to do greater works than him. My goodness. Has this bothered anybody but me? It's not supposed to bother you because it's a revelation. And the revelation is this. Jesus Christ gave his life for us, gave his life to us, and now is resurrected within us, which means the goal instead of one Savior, instead of one jesus christ instead of one walking around and preaching and teaching and performing miracles and loving on the on the sick and you got me instead of that now because of his death burial, and resurrection then we lay our lives down then he's resurrected through us and he's living his life through (laughs) 2.3 billion believers That's what they say, or how many believers there are in the world right now 2.3 billion believers. What is there, 7 billion people in the world? Do you understand how quickly the world could be converted? If you and I would just allow Him to live His life through us, that's the power of the resurrection. Not that Jesus got up out of a grave, but that he gets up in me every day. And that's grace, because I wouldn't be getting up in me. I wouldn't be resurrecting in me. That's why I've got to lay my life down. And when I lay my life down, then all of a sudden there's this quickening that happens inside of me. And that's why Romans 8:17 says, "Now if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God, co-heirs with Christ." That means anything he has access to, I have access to because I'm a co-heir with him. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. Come on, don't get all depressed. i got to lay my life down. No, the point is when you lay your life down, you get his life. How many would say that's a great deal? We trade in this. Isn't it amazing how we fight for it to save our life? (laughs) What is this life? What are we doing? It's a breath, the Bible says. It's a vapor. It's like this. That's what our life is. And we're trying to hang on to it and save it when there is the eternal breath of God that wants to live inside of me. Come on, are we getting this this morning? How do I do it? You got to lay your life down. No, forget it. You get to lay your life down. Lay your life down, not just one time. But every single day, my dad used to quote it all the time. Paul said, I die daily. Every day I die. I get up and I face death every single day. Now, some of you feel that way, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about if we can wake up with this mindset, this is not my life. This is not my life. So I'm going to go ahead and lay it down. And then you get about five minutes from that and go, this is not my life. I'm going to lay it down. And then you get in that meeting where you're bored out of your mind and you want to jump across a table at somebody. You go, this is not my life. I'm going to lay it down. And your kids are cray-cray and your spouse is doing stuff that they, they know gets on your nerve. This is not my life. I'm going to lay it down. And every time you do that, he quickens your mortal body. And then you're walking in the Spirit. And that's when you begin to fulfill what he said we would fulfill. That's when we begin to see greater things in this because it's not just one guy on a stage doing it, but it's hundreds of people that have given their life and it's thousands of people and it's millions of people and I'm believing that it's billions of people. You realize how easy the world could be converted? Just like that. If 2.3 billion people would just start allowing the life of Jesus Christ to be lived through them come on are you ready how many want to see miracles how many are scared of miracles you're scared you're like I want them but I don't know. <laughs> but how many still want to see them come on amen I want to see them how many want to live the abundant life how many want to see your family saved you want to see your neighbor saved do you want that you want to live in abundant and walking in the gifts of the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit and the freedom of the Spirit? I want it. How do I do it? Lay your life down right. today. Make a commitment. I'm going to lay it down. This is not my life. As we've built up, as we've been speaking about this, I, I every for the past three Sundays, God's changed my message. I've studied all week long. I, all week long, I get prepped. I'm ready. I'm ready to roll. And for the past three Sundays, God has changed my message. And He keeps bringing me back to this point. We got to start here. We got to start here. We got to give up our life. We got to lay it down. How many could just hear that every Sunday? Just every Sunday. Just (laughs) like a reminder on your phone ding, lay your life down. Okay. (laughs) Somebody's got an idea. Oh, that's a good idea. (laughs) Let me pray for you today. Man. I love you guys. April, you did better than I did. I went three minutes over my time, and you nailed it right on your time. (laughs) Oh, Lord, you're so good to us. You're such a good God. Just nobody looking around, your eyes closed, please. I want to ask you, I want to ask you, what is the Holy Spirit speaking to you right now? What is he saying to you? What is your next step? I'm not going to ask you what I would normally. I would I'd normally ask this. Is there an area of your life that you need to give to Jesus? And that's where we would start. But that's not what he asks us to do. He doesn't want an area of your life. Matter of fact, he doesn't even want your life. He wants you to lay it down. To disown yourself, to walk away. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you right now. I'm speaking today several hundred people but I want, to let, I want you to let the Holy Spirit pinpoint laser focused to what where this word connects with you thank you Jesus many of you today with your eyes still closed are ready to give your life to Jesus would you raise your hand come on up high I want to give my life to Him. I want to lay it down man thank you Jesus I'm not my own I've been bought with a price I'm not my own. I've been bought with a price. And because you're such a giving God, you gave everything to buy me and then you gave me. You released me. Thank you, Jesus. I give you my life today. In just a moment, we're going to pray a prayer together. A prayer of every single person in this room making a commitment that Jesus Christ is our Lord. For some of you, it may be your first time. For others, it's a recommitment. But for some of you, you've been following Jesus, doing the best you know how. But today, you've had a revelation of why it's been so hard for you and why you revert back to things and do things. Because you haven't really given him your life, given it up and laid it down. If that's you today, in any of those, would you raise your hand? Just say, that's me. And today, I'm handing it over to him. Come on, up high. I'm handing, I'm laying it down. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. This is what I felt early this morning. The Holy Spirit reaching for some folks today. Come on, you're a world changer. You're a world changer. you're a world changer <laughs> I'm happy for the 2.3 but I'm talking about you you're a world changer you can change the world around you you are by giving your life thank you Lord let's all stand today come on everybody stand up oh man amen say it with me say it's not about me it's all about him so if it's not about me, so if it's not about me, it's not about my life. So I lay my life down. But it's not just about me laying my life down. It's about him living his life through me. So that's where it can be really legalistic. Legalistic, I lay my life down, I lay my life down. That's not the point. That's just laying it down so he can live through you. So if you just have the Bible says the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. So if all you're doing is all you're doing is reading the Bible, and that's all you're doing, just reading the Bible. The Bible says it's like a sword. It, it's just cutting you, right? Just slicing you. That's why you need the Holy Spirit in your life to bring life back. So it cuts, then there's life. That was a word for someone right there. Amen? Don't forget the main thing. And that is that his resurrected life could live through me. Come on, raise your right hand. Say it with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I confess that there's nothing good in me. But thank God that you're good and you give good gifts. Today, I lay my life down. I disown myself. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of myself. Cover me with your blood. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And help me to live a resurrected, overcoming, empowered, abundant, everlasting life. In Jesus' name, amen.